How did you like that, Kirk? Oh, you did a beautiful job. That was phenomenal questions. And that that really got it kind of the the heart of, um, you know, the, the topic. So yeah. it, it led right into, you know, uh, the, the whole story is really more about what people can overcome. And that's right. It's that's the right. reason I like to, to help people. Um, yeah. You know, it's not everybody gets, you know, a second chance. No, so they're, they're, I'm, I'm here for a certain reason. And, uh, you know, um, honestly, it's more fun to, yeah. to, to be a good person. Uh, I've, sure, I've sure. gone the other side. <laughs> so, yeah, so. yeah. Hi, folks. My name is Girish Pally, the host for Back to Basics, another Back to Basics for another week. We're almost done. Season two is almost done, and I'm so glad and very fortunate to have amazing people like you who are listening to the show, reviewing the show, rating the show. And the guests on the shows are totally awesome. So thank you all for supporting me so far and cannot be waiting for season three to, to come. And, and if you just follow me, you'll see a whole bunch of stuff coming up there. So today we're going to talk about transformation, how transformation happens when it comes to coaching, when it comes to your mind, when it comes to your body, when it comes to anything else. I know there's a lot of people out there who talk about transformation but the main question is why do we need to how do we need to and what do we need to do and those are the things that we'll be talking about that today and this person i've spoken to him many many months i've known him a while now and his name is kirk patrick miller an amazing person so let's go and talk to him let's talk about the transformation and why is this so damn important in our lives? So let's talk about that. So Kirk, how are you? And thanks for coming to Back to Basics. Oh, doing really well. Um, a phenomenal introduction. Um, you know, for me, uh, I, I struggled so much in the beginning of my life. Um, and what's really, what really kind of led me to, to teaching others and, and guiding others through that whole process is, was doing it myself. Um, you know, I think some things, um, well, experience is always helpful. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. Uh, the more you have, um, the more value you can add to the people that are coming and looking to go down the same kind of path. Um, so, you know, and like you said, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It's, you know, we're all looking to be our best, um, and, and, you know, transform into what we want. Um, so, you know, that's, is a fun topic. And I'm glad to be here. So yeah. Um, Thank you again for, for coming on to Back to Basics. But before we talk about what we're going to be talking about today and about you and what you do and what you don't do, what does Back to Basic uh, mean to you? Um, for me, I, I love that um, particular phrase because uh, our fundamental skills are uh, are so valuable. Um, and when I'm working with individuals, a lot of times, um, at least to me, back to basic kind of goes like resetting myself and saying, okay, what matters to me? Um, where are my goals going? Am I giving, getting off on a tangent? And am I, am I doing something, you know, we start too many projects. Uh, I mean, there's so many different examples, but focusing in on what really matters, um, in that moment, 
um, and you know, with the with the future in mind as well, um, and then learning from the past. So it's kind of taking all your experiences, pulling them back in, and saying, okay, let's look at what the fundamental um, essence of what we're trying to do on this planet. And mm -hmm. if that's for somebody to say, you know, write a book. Well, if that's your goal, why are you doing, you know, mm -hmm. podcasts and uh, you know other things so mm -hmm. it's kind of refocusing um on the key concepts that are important to us um and to our vision for mm -hmm. our legacy or uh, our dreams that's mm -hmm. how i would say it thank you thank you so much kirk for for answering that question thank you again for coming on the show definitely honored here uh kirk so let me ask you two questions before we get into the show right uh the first question is what does chaos mean to you so for me, um, I, I think, you know, uh, if we just look at the definition, um, that's not necessarily what it means to me. So that's a great question. Um, when everything is falling apart around you or you feel like that, um, that to me is like just a perfect definition of chaos. And we all have days like that where everything is going wrong and things are just falling apart. Um, and uh, you know, for me, you know, my life was really falling apart for a long time. And um, everywhere I looked, um, not only was there kind of chaos in my life in terms of things that are problematic, mm. but um, I kind of, that was all I could see. So mm. in a lot of ways, I kind of brought more into my life, I caused chaos. Um, mm. So again, I guess when you really say, what does it really mean to me? it's something that's uncontrollable. It, it, you know, it tears your life apart. Um, and oftentimes, you know, we feel really lost in that whole process because we don't know what's going on. So it's mm -hmm. something that's a little unpredictable. Um, and it comes in, it has a massive effect on our life, our life experience and, uh, you know, our, our mental state and who we are. Um, so great question, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and, and the second question before we get into the show, what does transformation mean to you? So for me, transformation um, is all about becoming um, a version of myself that people will remember and want to talk about. So in other words, um, my goal in my lifetime is to become something where um, I leave a legacy that is it helps others. So mm. uh, transforming is something where we can always move forward. So mm. it's a, it's a never ending process. Um, the moment we stop trying to become a better version of ourselves, you know, that's kind of when we stop progressing. So mm. to me, transformation is kind of a spectrum that never really ends. Uh, you mm. have kind of before anybody starts uh, realizing who they are, what they want to become. And you have kind of that end where you know, we're, we're in reaching like, you know, uh, the end of our life. Um, we've left a good legacy. We've done everything we can, and there's still room that we want to improve on. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's a never ending process, but, um, the end goal is to feel successful and proud each day. You know, if you can do that, it doesn't matter if the steps are small or big, the transformation will happen and it'll get there. Mm -hmm. Kirk, thank you so much uh, for answering those two questions. And the reason why I said transformation, because that's what the show is all about today. And the chaos is because your ideas 
chaos to cure. So, you know, it fits right in for, for this show. So thank you again for answering those questions. Now, the, the question that I have now is that how do we unleash the inner uh, potential of your skill, of your what have you, right? And, and make that transformation because some people, they are a little scared of, to make that step or maybe very hesitant. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think the last part that you just mentioned, the hesitancy and the fear, um, that's a big part of it. Um, so, uh, you know, I think one of the first steps we have to do is understand what our purpose is. So what we want to accomplish. If a lot of times people say, oh, I want to do this or I, I want to become an artist. I want to become, you know, a performer. I want to you know, go to an Ivy League school, um, I want to become an engineer, whatever that goal is, um, you know, life gets in the way. So a lot of times we're, we're bouncing around. And when we lose focus on what that is, or we kind of forget about what we really want to accomplish, mm -hmm. then that first step isn't there. So the first step is kind of realizing what we want, what we want to become. Um, the second step, um, is realizing too, that we're worth it. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think a lot of people get stuck in between kind of step one and two because they know what they want to do. And, and I'm speaking from personal experience where, um, I really didn't feel deserving of mm -hmm. success. Mm -hmm. And if, if you know where you want to go and you don't feel like, you're qualified or you're deserving of it, um, you're going to keep putting up mental blocks in front of yourself. Um, so th that would be the, the second one is honestly believing in yourself, believing in your process. Um, and then from there, um, it's just a matter of, okay, now I know what I want to do, what I want to accomplish. I believe I'm capable. I believe I'm, I'm deserving of it. So then it's just a matter of, okay, let's pinpoint fine tune, narrow the focus. And then, you know, you, you take steps from that, that point forward. Um, and honestly, even just taking a first step of realizing what you want out of life is going to make a profound effect anyway. So mm -hmm. a lot of times people don't know, you know, for years, I, I mean, I had no idea some of the things I would end up doing with my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and now I really kind of know, um, and luckily those things have helped lead me to having the right skill sets. Um, so that would be, you know, one of those things afterwards, like building up skills, uh, you know, and setting yourself up for success mm -hmm. and of course, planning. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again, Kirk, for, for answering that. You know, let me, let me ask you this, right. And here's a scenario. I don't know that I have potential, but you see potential in me. So how do I, how do you bring that fire into, into me to believe that I can do it or I just don't see it? I mean, what are your thoughts on that part? That's something that um, is, you know, I think we all have moments of doubt. I don't think there's a person out there that has ever, you know, been born and just knows from day one to, you know, the end of their life um, every single day. I'm the best. I deserve it. Um, now there may be some, um, you know, in terms of, uh, not being, you know, completely there. Um, that's a totally different subject. So before I go off on a tangent, mm. um, 
when someone else doesn't believe in themselves, mm. um, it can stem from so many different places. So that comes down to, uh, in my, honestly, in my experiences, most people um, are honestly being really hard on themselves. Uh, the first step I really suggest for people that are not believing they're worthy is actually to, you know, look, look inwards, honestly, forgive yourself for the things that you failed on in the past, the mistake you made last week, the mistake you made last year, all of those things, you know, once you kind of forgive yourself, then you can move on to the next step, which is like, okay, how did those things help me? Because all of our experiences of good and bad are data. So when we look at it objectively, it gives us a lot of information about ourselves, what we're capable of doing. Hmm. But um, we have to forgive ourselves first. And then, um, you know, if somebody really is in a state where they don't feel worthy of anything, um, it, it's, it's a longer process um, with the same outcome. It's, it's baby steps. It's constantly, you know, reminding yourself of the good things you do. So being grateful for what you have just in the moment um, is actually helpful. But what I typically suggest for people to do is, you know, take out a journal, write in there, um, like everything that you've done well. So many people, um, I have uh, actually, you know, speaking of my own family, you know, I have uh, two amazing little nieces and, you know, my sister um, is always worried about them being successful. Of course, she's a normal parent. She wants them to be successful at every single thing. Of course. And it's always about, oh, they haven't done this. They haven't done this. They haven't done this. They haven't done this. And I'm like, wait a second, the, you know, look at what they did accomplish. Mm. So a lot of times, you know, we're kind of programmed to see what we are missing instead of what we have. Mm. So I typically suggest for people that are in that state to start making a journal of the things they have accomplished. I love LinkedIn for that purpose, actually. It's a great place to just store some of your accomplishments. And then, you know, when you are feeling kind of low and you're not feeling deserving, you can kind of go back to your notebook and flip it over and be like, wow, these are all the things I've actually accomplished. Most people have done far more than they realize. And every single person is deserving of happiness and finding and reaching their, their dreams. Um, so, you know, a lot of it can be hard and it can come from different places. It can come from mental health, um, you know, aspects where somebody might have a condition. It can come from a family history, trauma. Um, so, you know, all of those things all require for us to love, you know, ourself. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, so the moment you can kind of forgive yourself, give yourself grace is a phrase that became kind of popular. Um, and it's one that I really like. Mm -hmm. So when you're gentle on yourself and then you, again, every reminder works with neuroplasticity. So the idea that we have these neural pathways that we have um, and we're constantly telling ourselves we don't deserve something, we're not successful. Well, every mm. time you think that, it makes that pathway easier to access. Of course. Of course. So what we want to do is use neuroplasticity, do the exact opposite. So when you're feeling like that, you open up your journal, you go, oh, look, I did this. And slowly mm. you can kind of change the direction mm. um, of our thought process. And the more often we do it, the, the easier it is, the more successful we can become at actually reframing our existence and how we perceive things. 
Yeah, Kirk, thank you. Thank you again for answering that question. But let me ask you this quick question and I'll tell you a small story. When Thanksgiving and Christmas comes in and the first question that everyone asks on the table is that what are you grateful for? What is the first thing that you say? Um, the very first thing I'm grateful for is getting a second chance. Um, right. being, being alive, just honestly being here. Um, because there are a lot of people that had uh, the conditions and struggles that I have faced and they did not um, necessarily, um, you know, they, there's a lot that are still struggling with it. So mm -hmm. being in the place where I am now, um, you know, I can't be more grateful. Um, and it's one reason I want to kind of pay it forward. So mm -hmm. that one's always an easy one. I don't need things, um, you know, those, we all like nice things but they're not necessarily a need for me. I want to be able to do the, the passions I love. And, you know, I wouldn't be able to do that if I wasn't here. So that's the, always the first thing I'm grateful for. Yeah. They, thank you so much, Kirk. But the reason why I asked this question is because most of the people, they, they are thankful for the people around them that they're there, or maybe they're just really thankful that the food is on the table. I mean, that's what, the generic statements are and and it seems those are just generic and and you say it because just just to be funny or or just let it go right and it's not really a real thing uh, and the reason why i say that is because i read this book a couple of years back and i'm still reading it because this book actually very really resonates with what i'm doing for the last couple of years now uh, this book is called compound effect everyone has heard this uh from this show that I, I resonate with this book and I solely believe in it. So this book actually tells me to write in each and every accomplishment or happiness or gratefulness each day. And then at the end of the year, give it to that person or give it to me as a gift that, wow, these are the things that I was grateful for. And I never really thought of it till that day. Uh, so that's one experiment that i did and it kind of worked uh kirk so i don't know if oh if wow not, uh, but what are your thoughts on that i love um what was the title of the book again just uh, so yeah so compound effect by uh darren hardley compound effect i'll have to buy that book i mean i love that idea and um oftentimes you know for for me um i think part of it comes from uh, you know watching my mom and dad and sister you know, sacrifice so much on a, just a daily basis, just to kind of, you know, help me get along. Um, and uh, ever since, you know, watching that and, you know, being in a position where I couldn't help and I couldn't control myself and I was kind of all over the place, um, watching that made me so grateful of them. Um, it kind of set me off uh, in a way that, you know, typically um, I like to give, more than receive. Um, and so like writing off things that you're grateful for, for other people, that's one of my favorite things, like in like a birthday card or, uh, you know, anything I would prefer to have an empty card, or if there is, I like to write something because each person that we encounter both positive and negative experiences help enhance our life. And, um, so I love the, the, the ideas that you just mentioned. Um, those are phenomenal. Yeah, and thank you. I mean, that is just one paragraph of that, of that book. And there are other items which I've not even mentioned. 
but that really stayed with me and and the experiment was really amazing for me so hopefully you and everyone else whoever's listening please read the book and do that experiment for yourself or your others so it's a it's a great uh, experiment oh absolutely i can honestly um uh, just out of curiosity what was the biggest uh, effect that you felt from doing that so um were there some surprises in there definitely you know like for example i'll give you an example there, there was a uh, a friend of mine's uh, daughter who graduated recently and you know on the on the graduation card you usually say enjoy your next journey whatever it is good luck and whatever right and those are generic statements right uh for me i actually knew what i was supposed to say because i actually wrote down certain things day by day i mean i prepared myself almost a month that she'll be graduating i know that it will be invited so what why don't we do that experiment for those 30 days and that's what i did and guess what i actually wrote a paragraph of a statement that which i felt for her when she graduated so yeah i think it's a great experiment i mean i've done it for my wife too so hopefully you'll do for yours and, and your loved ones Oh, I think that's a great well, and just being grateful for the people in your lives. I mean, that it there's so many you know wonderful experiences we have when we are fully engaged and listening. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of times for us to write down um, things we appreciate about others, mm -hmm. it requires us to actually look um, both inwards at the things that how they've affected us, but also really take a keen interest in the other person and put ourselves in their shoes. Um, you know, compassion, empathy are phenomenal tools um, if they're utilized correctly. And uh, so, you know, that's something I will absolutely uh, do and um, look forward to it. I'll, and I will definitely pick up that book. It sounds great. Yeah. Thank so. you. Thank you, Kirk. And uh, you and I will talk offline about the, you know, between both of us and how we appreciate each other or not. So we'll absolutely. We'll that later. But, uh, but Kirk, before you leave today, let me ask you this. You have a book, right? And it's called Chaos to Cured. Now, Correct. chaos, I mean, you answer that question. And cured, I think it's really explanatory. But why that title? I mean, did the process came first and the writing the book came first or the title itself? What was interesting is that, uh, you know, originally, uh, you know, scientifically, I wanted to, you know, name it, you know, chaos to remission because... You know, how do you say that something that has not been cured uh, is right. a cure? Do we even know if it is without, you know, years of data? So I, I, I read a lot of the comments I had. I wrote it back in 2009 mm -hmm. um, and I was actually asked to write the, the book. Um, the people that um, I was working with, um, we started doing case studies and our results were really phenomenal. And we figured, you know, um, without a book, without a story being out there for people to look at, um, research would hit a snag. And uh, at that point in time, you know, we wanted to see how far we could take it. Um, the medications that I was using were very unique for that purpose. Um, they treated the endocrine system. Um, it won't spoil anything in the book. But uh, they really wanted to have me write down a full journey of, okay, what was I going through? What was... What was that like? And then the, the, you know, the strangeness of actually being stable when all mm -hmm. of those things that were really causing chaos 
disappeared. So my life became cured. The word for, you know, uh, again, for bipolar and stuff like that, scientifically, there's still no, you know, written cure. Mm. Um, I've been on the medication uh, and I'm the first medically documented uh, person uh, to utilize this protocol. Mm. Um, and uh, from my knowledge, um, I've been on it the longest for these terms as well in the world. Um, and, you know, I met with a wonderful man. He's the founder of Amgen, uh, the biotech company. And I met with him long before uh, when I wrote the book. Uh, he was one of the people that suggested I, I do. I go into coaching and help people. Um, and uh, when I met with him this last year, um, he looked at me and he said, listen, he said, anybody can do it for, you know, six months. Anybody can do it for a year. He said, you know, we're looking at, you know, over 10 years. He said, it's a cure. Um, he was, and he's very careful, you know, uh, as a, as a medical professional um, and uh, you know, just in the field that he's in, he has more, you know, uh, peer reviewed journals uh, and papers, I believe than there, there's hundreds of them. So he's well-respected. And so he, he's very cautious with his words. Um, so to me, the journey, um, I, I wrote a second edition because it's been so long. A lot of the questions people did give me um, were that they asked me was, where did it go? So the first edition of the book was um, shorter by, you know, probably about 20,000 words. Um, and I added those in. So a little bit of a prologue so people know kind of what the book's about, why I'm doing it. And then I added the end, like where I'm at now, um, you know, the things I'm doing um, and that, you know, success and recovery is possible for anybody. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of support. Um, but, you know, the, the end goal um, is always worth it. And I would say that for any person, if you have a dream, if you have something you desire, um, it doesn't matter how big the step is, every little tiny step and even a stumble backwards can be helpful. It gives us time to reset, refocus. Um, so, but don't ever stop. Chase your dream, believe in yourself. It's super important uh, for any type of success. So Yeah, thank, thank you. Uh, thank you again, Kirk, for answering that question. But the second edition that you have, and you explained because it was a transition and people, they asked you questions and how that change happened, if there is any change, right? Uh, do you think we need to read the first one in order to understand the second one? Or do you think it's just a revised version of what it was before? I think that, uh, you know, um, if you read either edition, um, if you're looking to see where I'm at now and you're curious, okay, at the end of the book, it's like, okay, there's this, all this. And then did the, did the treatment continue? Did it last? How long did it work for? Well, you know, it's, it's worked for over, you know, 10, 15 years. So yes, it works. Um, I don't think that you would miss out if you're reading about the subject, I try to write it more in a story form so people can really get into like what uh, like a deep depression feels like, what that extreme mania feels like, um, because I wanted family members to be able to go, oh, this is what my my brother, sister, uh, you know, cousin, father, mother, doesn't matter, family member, that's what they're feeling. So either book really gets into detail about what it feels like the experience so that you can kind of 
talk and assess and you never want to self-diagnose always go to a medical professional um but you know as far as that goes it gives people a little bit of a guide and you know it, it shows them how detrimental it can be and it's a really serious issue mm -hmm. uh and a condition that needs to be you know treated and taken seriously um if you read the both of them honestly uh, you're going to get the same core content the only uh, real reason to get the second edition is for the extra and honestly even reading the the writing my writing is phenomenally different uh between what i wrote nine years ago um which is another you know fascinating thing so i would say you know if you if you get this the the newer edition one uh, it's got a white cover on it there's a guy meditating on the front there's like fire on one side and like calming water on the other side mm -hmm. um that one uh, gives a little bit more insight so if you actually even read just the words and you look at the language um how i was able to convey ideas and thoughts uh it's it's drastically different but the mm -hmm. core concepts are in both yeah so it seems like th thank you again kirk for that so yeah. the way it sounds like that you must have found your unleashed skill from your first book to your second book and then your creativity uh kind of came out also and i think you're getting a lot better now uh but now here's a question do you think you're gonna get a third edition to make a trilogy a trilogy out of it uh, what are your thoughts on that um i think probably you know what what i'm still working on is you know getting a, a fourth phase of a clinical trial going um, which is extremely expensive it's around 20 million um which is something you know i don't have in my back pocket but uh um, we'll get there at some point um i i don't see doing another edition but i do see doing something more like a um a sequel so a secondary book that i and go over a lot more options and and i guess experiences um that i've dealt with since then um it's been uh, you know, my original title for the book was actually new to normal. And mm. because going through what I did and coming out on the other end, when all of a sudden I was stable and I was like, you know, driving a normal speed limit and following rules and everything else, I really didn't know how I fit into the world. I was so lost. Um, so that's why the original title new to normal actually really worked um and i think part of what uh my journey has been is actually learning how to work and utilize my strengths um to benefit you know the people i work with and the people i care about family loved ones definitely clients um and, and individuals that you know i want to see succeed mm -hmm. so those are phenomenal questions by the way this has been a oh, phenomenal thank interview thank you thank you uh kirk for all that and uh, thank you again for for being on the show but before you leave, uh, well, I have one last question. One is, besides your book, do you, is there a book that you recommend for anyone uh, that you, interests you? Nothing related to anything? It's just a, a thought process of what you're reading now. Um, one of the things, uh, you know, I've, uh, I always suggest uh, for people dealing with ADHD, um, a wonderful book is Right Brain Children and Left Brain World. Um, a, a good one that talks about, um, that's really interesting for a host of different issues is called NeuroTribe. Um, so that's an interesting one. Honestly, most of the books I read are typically 
uh, scientific journals. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm typically doing more research um, than I actually do. I need to actually sit back and just read. I have a list of some phenomenal books that I would like to read. Um, but some that I would suggest to people just to just flip open um, is Marcus Aurelius uh, Meditations. That's a wonderful book uh, mm. for people just to it, the thought process, what it spurs um, people to think when they read it. It's a phenomenal book. So I, I like that one. And then, uh, of course, Hippocrates is one of my favorites. Of course. So, Kirk, thank you again for coming on the show. But uh, before you leave, very quickly, any last words to all my viewers and my listeners uh, of how your journey was on Back to Basics, too? Um, what I would say is, you know, uh, the fundamentals, you can never go wrong going back and, you know, mastering the 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 core concepts of who you are and then working towards the person you want to be. Um, never give up on yourself ever. Always reach out for help and assistance. There's no harm in doing so. And in fact, I think it's actually a bigger sign of strength when we're able to say, listen, I'm stuck here. I need a little bit of help. So, um, you know, don't hesitate. Now, whatever you're going through, find a friend, um, you know, if, if you need it, therapist, mental health professional, find somebody that you can talk to, um, and work through your issues with, um, and don't be, don't be shy about it and be gentle with yourself. Like I said before, give yourself grace. Uh, my, my experience here on this podcast, uh, it, it's been wonderful, phenomenal questions, um, that really kind of get at the heart of some of the issues that matter to me. And I'm very, really passionate about, so yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, Kirk, thank you again for coming on the show. And hopefully we'll do a, a 2.0 version of uh, Kirk uh, for season three or even season four for that matter. Uh, but thank you again for all the support you've given me so far that I've known you. Uh, so thanks again. Absolutely. It's, it's been an honor and a pleasure and uh, definitely look forward to, to doing it again. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you again. So guys, we spoke with Kirk today and we talked about the basics of the transformation. We talked about the inner skill, the inner talent. Now, if you heard, we went from first edition to second edition. And what are the changes? Uh, what I heard is that graphics were awesome from first to second. The writing skills were awesome from first to second. So what does that mean? You take that risk, you use that talent and you grow. That's what it is. And the last thing, obviously, he did say that if someone does want help, don't hesitate to pick up a phone or email or someone. And it's not a shameful thing to ask for help because we all need help in once in a while. Now, as usual, as always, there is a quote of the day and hopefully Kirk will like this uh, quote. Uh, the quote is, you cannot teach anybody anything. Only make them realize the answers are already inside them. Now. Just like what I said, you find the right people, the right questions, you will get the answer because maybe you're not even noticing it. Now, as usual, as always, what do we always say at the end of the episode? Everything in life goes back to basics. And that's what we did today, guys. Guys, you take care. God bless. Keep on commenting on all my episodes because we're almost over on season two. And with your love and support, please comment and rate the show because it does make me stronger day by day, week by week, and month by month, because we do release every day. And we're very close. There are three things, according to this episode, makes it a hit for me, that is, which is the content, the guest, 
and definitely the host. Guys, take care, God bless, and I will see you next time on Back to Basics. Now remember, season three, there's a new podcast that we'll be starting, which is called Back to Basic Mode Wisdom. So all the wisdoms and all the motivational speakers will be on the wisdom uh, podcast for Back to Basics. And we're going to be having a total of four podcasts season three. So stay tuned with all the stuff that I'm doing. And with your love and support, keep on smiling and keep on staying on Back to Basics. Take care. God bless. Next week's episode on Everything Matters. That's why people try to keep us divided. But in fact, one thing is connected to everything. Mm. We're humans. We come from nothing, but in all actuality, science shows we are made of stars. Mm. How did that stardust get into us? You know, it's the same way as how did the fish get sick? How did the fish today have three heads and we're wanting to eat that? And by the way, if we say we're pro-life, you know, everybody is pro-life. We're all about living and living a good life and all of that. But yet we're doing what we're doing to our world. 